closer to the athletes, coaches, families, and fans of Cincinnati sports. It's On the Sidelines with Q102's Molly Watson and Lindsey Patterson. Presented by OrthoCincy, the orthopedic authority. We are on the sidelines with a very special guest today, Dr. Jonathan Slaughter. He's an orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine specialist with OrthoCincy Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. He's also a former D1 baseball player, so he'll be able to offer a very unique perspective on today's topic. We're talking all things Cincinnati Reds. Dr. Slaughter, thank you so much for joining us. Lindsay, I'm going to toss it to you. The Reds made several acquisitions and, and changes in the offseason to kind of bolster their pitching staff. In addition, they're looking to add a couple of pitchers coming off injuries to contribute. Um, TJ, TJ Anton is, is definitely one of those who's had to battle a couple years of the Tommy John surgery and kind of the, the effects from that. Can you just explain to people what Tommy John is? So Tommy John is uh, the ulnar collateral ligament. It's a ligament on the inside of the elbow that prevents a varus stress across the bones, specifically connecting the distal humerus and the proximal ulna. Um, it's a ligament that most people don't really stress, but the act of pitching puts a major stress on that ligament. And when we have seen increases in velocity, people throwing harder and harder and harder, putting increased stress on that ligament, we've been seeing more injuries, even at the younger level. And so we've seen a major uptick in the surgery of reconstructing that ligament. So Tommy John is that ligament that connects the bones and the elbow, providing stability. And kind of for people who, uh, you know, they, they've heard about it with some pitchers and, and other athletes too, should there be concern that he's going to be ready for the start of the season? Obviously something he's had to worry about for a while. The problem with TJ is it's he's had it twice. Once you get it the second time, uh, it's much more worrisome. People do come back, but studies show only about 30 to 40% of pitchers come back and are able to effectively pitch at their prior level for more than two years. And so the fact that he's had it twice and then he had to be shut down at the end of the last year, it is concerning. Um, we'll just have to see how he recovers, how he rehabs, if he is able to make it back to the major league level. And, of course, Revere San Martin underwent uh, the procedure back on July 7th for this Tommy John surgery. He was originally diagnosed with a stress reaction. What does stress reaction even mean? What is that, Dr. Slaughter? So stress reaction is the bone saying it is irritating and inflamed. So it's not a full fracture. A lot of times we'll get an MRI to look to look at the ligament. Is there any inflammation in the bone? A stress reaction, you see this inflammation in the bone saying it is irritated, it is angered, it is close to injury. And you can see that with a lot of stress from overuse, and that can either progress to heal with you shut it down, you rest, you take the anti-inflammatories, do physical therapy, start a throwing program, and as long as you remain pain-free, a lot of times it'll heal. Sometimes it can progress onto a full tear, which it sounds like his did, or sometimes it can not heal and it doesn't get a full tear, but they're showing instability of the elbow. In other words, when you stress the elbow, a lot of times under ultrasound, you can see the bones separate. All bones separate a little bit. Uh, it's usually we look at two millimeters. If it's separating more than two millimeters, that's saying that ligament is not acting the way it should. And there's some instability and you can treat it a couple ways. You can try uh, PRP pro or plasma-rich protein injection to try to get inflammation to get it to heal. You shut it down, 
Um, and if you continue to have the instability and symptomatic, then you have to do a UCL or Tommy John surgery to reconstruct it. Okay. And you were telling me that the recovery with this is usually pretty good. Like he should be okay. What did you say? It's like 85%. Yeah. So most, uh, primary Tommy John surgery. So the first time it's being done, 85% of people recover to be able to play or pitch at the same level or higher greater than two years. A lot of people think it's so common that almost everybody comes back. There's still 15% that don't for more than two years. Uh, recovery used to be about 12 months. It was pretty common. You'll be back in a year. We're seeing more recovery takes more 14 to even 16 months. And for a second Tommy John surgery, it's more like two years. So him having a primary or first time Tommy John reconstruction, there is a good chance that you look at between 12 and 14 months that he'd be able to return back to play. Cincinnati Reds bullpen horse Ian Jabot uh, will be shut down from throwing for three to five days because of a pronator strain. Manager David Bell stated it's nothing serious uh, and he doesn't think we'll fall behind in the spring. But right away, my mind is going, whoa, 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 what is a pronator strain? That's something I've never heard of. Can you explain that? So the pronator is a muscle in the proximal forearm on the front side, so on the front of your elbow. You have this muscle that goes obliquely across that allows you to pronate, which is the act of taking your palm and going palm down to rotate down. So it is a conglomeration of muscles that attach to the elbow. Um, you don't hear pronator strains often. Uh, usually you're straining one of the other flexor muscles, either a finger flexor uh, that attaches to the elbow or a wrist flexor. That's more commonly seen, especially in overhead throwers. So the pronator is not as common. I would have more confidence that that's going to recover, heal, and come back. And to me, a pronator strain is not as worrisome unless it's an early sign to other injuries to the elbow. Is this common among baseball players, you know, especially pitchers? Pronator, that muscle itself isn't as common, but we see forearm strains all the time. So let me ask you this. Why are there so many injuries to start spring training? Well, they're coming off of taking some months off. Some of they all do their normal off-season routine and workout to try to maintain their form, their strength. But they are coming back, ramping up, and that's when you're going to see the most is when you're starting to get back into it. Yeah, you know, one of the biggest surprises last season was Mac McLean. And, 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 you know, you were excited because he had that rookie year. And um, some would put him in the rookie of the year discussions until he had his strain that was cut short last season. It was a grade two right oblique strain landed uh, McLean on the 10 day injured on 828. It really pretty much wrapped up the season. He tried playing through the pain prior to the IL stint. You know, initially he hoped to return the last week of the season, but at that point he aggravated the injury again. Um, you know, that second rehab 924 after an off season filled with rehab and they're kind of taking it easy with him right now um, what's kind of our expectation of when he's going to be full go and ready to go for the reds he's an interesting one because it's an oblique strain obliques are the muscles around your abdomen part of your core strength attached to the rectus which is your six-pack uh, muscle and it controls rotation and so you think throwing hitting all your power comes from rotation your speed, your velocity of your throw is more in your core uh, with the oblique muscles as well as your gluteus muscles. Uh, and so it's muscles that are important for his strength, for his throwing. Everything he does involves his obliques. And so when you strain those, to the average 
minor oblique strain in Major League Baseball for a hitter, they're out three, four weeks. Pitcher is even four or five weeks. So as you get more severe, you, you can see how he mi- ended up missing the end of last year. And then you hear, oh, great, he strained it again. How did? He? But they're reporting that it's actually a different part of the oblique that he strained. And this one, based on the reports they're saying, whether they're just saying it's not as severe or it really isn't as severe, you still get concerned. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is a second oblique within, I mean, immediately coming back. But I think that from the reports, it sounds more minor and that he should be able to re- recover. So what does recovery for something like that even look like? Rest. You think, <laughs> okay, huh? I was going to say, I'm like, can't be doing crunches. I mean, what what is it? You just kind of is that no moving. That And that's so hard. What do you do all day? Yeah. Even just rolling over in bed, you're activating the oblique muscles. So how do you rest it? Taking everything off. So wow. first, get the inflammation off completely rest it, get them on anti-inflammatory, sometimes steroids, and then you start working with physical therapy, stretching the muscles, getting them loosened back up, allowing him to then start resuming more baseball-type activities, probably starting with ground balls, um, light tossing, hitting off a tee, soft toss, and then progressing as pain allows. Spring brings new beginnings, but it can also bring unexpected injuries. OrthoCincy Orthopedic Urgent Care is more affordable than a busy ER. With five convenient locations, including extended evening and Saturday hours in Edgewood and Anderson, OrthoCincy Orthopedic Urgent Care makes it easy to get the care you need. Simply walk in, no appointment necessary. Visit orthocincy.com to learn more. That's orthocincy.com. Uh, Emilio Pagan was an offseason addition who signed on December 1st. He's expected to be kind of the anchor for the Reds in the bullpen, and we're hoping everything works out in the bullpen. However, he went the sports hernia surgery a couple months ago. What's a sports hernia? So sports hernia, everybody hears sports hernia. It's actually not a hernia itself. It's a tear of the muscles that attach to the kind of the pubic bone, part of the um, pelvic bone up front. Um, and it's the... Te- true term for it is uh, I always butcher it but it's like pubalgia which is basically pain of the pubis from tears of the muscles attaching to the pubic bone most of these can be treated non-surgically rest anti-inflammatories physical therapy again stretching those muscles out getting them lengthened because a lot of these injuries are from tight muscles if you fail those conservative treatments, you've done everything that's asked and expected and you continue to have pain where you can't play, then you look at surgery. And surgery, again, it's not a true hernia. A true hernia is where you get tears in the muscle where actually intestines come through the defect. Um, That is fixed by closing that hole. Well, for a sports hernia, it's basically reattaching the muscle back to the bone, whether it's we do bone tunnels, we do bone anchors, sometimes just putting sutures in, but it's repairing the tear back to the bone. This may be kind of an aggressive question, but which one is more painful, a regular or a sports hernia? Are they about the same? Sports hernia by far, because really? a true okay. hernia, it's just the intestine coming through a defect in the abdominal wall. Most of the time, those are painless, unless you get some incarceration where the, the bowel, the intestine is getting trapped and that can cause pain. But so by far, sports hernia is more painful. Way more painful. Okay. Um, 
can someone play through a sports hernia? Or are there limitations? I mean, I feel like you hear about this often and they're still in, they're still playing. Or is this similar where it's bed rest or? So it depends on how severe it is. Okay. A lot of it is just based on pain. You could have a very small sports hernia that's a little bit irritative, but you can play through. Um, the ones that are going to cause more pain are the sports that require more extension, especially hip extension like soccer. In fact, my brother-in-law okay. played college soccer at NKU and required a surgery for his sports hernia because he could not play through it and he failed conservative treatment. It really depends on how significant it is and then the symptoms it's causing. Well, and I know you're a former D1 athlete. Did you ever deal with any of these things, hernia, the oblique, any of that? With baseball, correct? You played baseball, yes. I did. I played uh, University of Pennsylvania, and God blessed me with a healthy body that I was <laughs> able to play through. Never had any serious wow. injury to Wow, good shut for you. That's, so. that's great. Is that what kind of inspired you to get into sports medicine? or? It did. I, I grew up, my dad always took me to the Reds, the Bengals, University of Cincinnati Bearcats. Was, even my wife will tell you, all you only want to watch is sports, even if it's just cornhole on uh, ESPN 8. I, I prefer watching. I just grew up loving sports by playing and playing in college. That was my major. And then I discovered afterwards I fell in love with medicine. It took me three years after graduating. Um, and then once I did my orthopedic rotation, I'm like, this is it. This get is a, it. Get this to work is... with athletes, get to work with uh, weekend athletes, get to work with all sorts of people. So, yeah, it yeah, really I can, help. I can tell you're so passionate about it. So that makes sense. You just grew up around it and loving it, which it's, you know, what a great um, career path, I guess, to take something you love so much and you're so passionate about. Uh, let's switch gears now over to Jonathan India. Of course, he suffered plantar fasciitis. Did I say it right? You did. I did. Yes. We're hoping we're going to see him back here uh, soon with the Reds. But for those listening, what is plantar fasciitis? So plantar fasciitis is really a uh, nail in the uh, sides of foot doctors. It is, uh, so it's inflammation of the plantar fascia. The plantar fascia is a thick tissue underneath your foot that really helps support the arch of your foot. And it attaches to your heel bone, that big heel bone underneath, more in the inside is where people usually get pain. And you can get partial tearing, you can get inflammation. Um, and it's usually worse in the morning when you get up. Those first steps, it gets better as you walk. Or if you've been on it all day, it can be flared up. But it can be a very thorn in the sides of the people that have it because it can be difficult to treat. It can be kind of painful. So um, what are some, you said some typical symptoms. You're, it's mainly in the morning. Is this something we see pretty commonly with baseball players or is it pretty common across the board? So it's common in people that have tight heel cords. So your okay. Achilles tendon, if it's tight um, where you can't bring your toes up off the ground as much, is you're going to be more prone to it. If you're obese, you're more prone to it. Or if you're constantly on your feet, especially running, sprinting, changing directions, which includes a lot of athletes, can be more prone to plantar fasciitis. Okay, and it looks like he should be back here with the Reds, hopefully very soon, because we lost him at the uh, end of the season. Um, should there be concern that this could de uh, develop into something chronic for those it who get it? You can always get a chronic version of it where no matter the stretching, the therapy, the anti-inflammatories, sometimes steroid injections, you do, again, everything asked of you, you do everything right, and yet you can have a recalcitrant case of it that you just can't get rid of. Those are the ones that then sometimes require surgery where you have to release the fascia off the heel bone. 
most athletes, especially that have access to the trainers they have, the, the training rooms, the physical therapists they have, most can get through it. Okay. It just, it's hard because we're like, man, we're in season. We want you back. Can't you get back playing? Sometimes they can feel their push too fast. And that's when you can get this lingering case if you don't let it truly fully heal. Oh, interesting. So fingers crossed that we have minimal injuries this year with our Cincinnati Reds and Please. FC Cincinnati as yes. uh, the season is creeping up on us. FC Cincinnati, of course, just started. And then uh, the Reds will be kicking off here in just a few weeks. Do you ever go to opening day? Um, I haven't been in a while. I did put in my application for uh, the tickets because I would love to take Oh, did you see? Yes. So it, we'll see. Okay. It is something that you have to experience at least once, you know, take the kids down there. We're usually broadcasting live somewhere, but it's just a huge holiday in our city. And uh, obviously you love it as well. So, uh, well, thank you so much, Dr. Slaughter, for coming in uh, for sports work, everyday orthopedic injuries. Of course, OrthoCincy is the orthopedic authority. Learn more at orthocincy with a Y.com. Thank you so much, doctor. Thank you.